you're listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. I'm Stephanie, and I'm joined by Rachel and Amber. Uh, how are you both doing this week? Doing good. Pretty good. How about you? I'm pretty good. It's a busy week at work, and I get my um, my second uh, dose of the vaccine, so I'm excited for that. Yay. I'm so bring excited it on. for you. Yeah, bring it on and let me move forward. I think um, I'm in the second tier as a teacher. I say in Ohio, teachers can start this week. Okay. So Georgia won't be too far behind, hopefully. Hopefully not. Amber, um, you went to Disney this past weekend. So how have things changed from the pass holder preview last May to now? So the most obvious difference would be the crowds. Um, of course, the pass holder preview only, I don't know how many people were there, but it had to be less than percent capacity and right now they are at 35 percent capacity now whenever I looked there is always availability on the calendar so that tells me that they are not reaching that 35 percent but it is since we we know that a lot of the people eaters like the shows and the character meets are not happening right now so that's just putting more people on the rides, in the line for the rides, and just generally walking around. So there are some places where it maybe bottlenecks a little bit. I'm thinking especially between Small World and Peter Pan, there's always a little bit of a crowd. Mm -hmm. And also I noticed um, outside of your quick service restaurant, because I noticed what is happening, people, not everyone knows that you have to mobile order. So they're going to the restaurant, trying to walk in, and they're being stopped at the door and told, no, you have to mobile order. So they're finding a bench or something nearby to sit and wait for 20 or 30 minutes while their mobile order is prepared. So you get a number of people all doing that, and it creates a little bit of a crowd. Mm. That makes sense. So mobile order, lesson learned, yeah. right? Definitely <laughs> mobile order and... Like I think Stephanie said last time, you can mobile order in the morning and select your pickup window. You don't have to wait until you're going to the restaurant to mobile order. Um, and it's better while you're waiting. That because yes, we do it. had to wait almost two hours one time. Do but it while you're waiting in line for something like Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain that has a bit of a wait. You can just kill time doing that. Yeah, that's exactly what we did. We did it while um, waiting. We ate at... Um, Starlight, what's the name of it? With um, Cosmic Rays. Cosmic Rays. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to say Starlight Cafe, and I was like, that's not right. Um, and we don't normally eat there a lot. Um, it's not my favorite, but we just ended up there. And so we ordered while we were in line for the um, cars across the way. Marlins, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> See? Even you guys can be on a Disney podcast and not know the names of the rides or restaurants. <laughs> Anyone can it do is, this, you guys. <laughs> it is nighttime, so let's give ourselves a break here. <laughs> Thanks for that pass. Um, so we stayed at the Polynesian. Um, there weren't a ton of people there right now because of the construction that's going on and the monorail is not running. So, I mean, but to tell you the truth, it was kind of nice to not have the lobby be very crowded. There are some people there, but um, definitely not a lot. Um, we ate at 
Kona Cafe. We haven't eaten there in probably seven or eight years. So that was nice to get back there. And of course, having the Tonga toast at Captain Cook's. I actually took a selfie with my Tonga toast and sent it to <laughs> Rachel and Stephanie as I was eating. I had to do a little humble brag. Um, I did not post it though, because I was, had the bed head going on and like had woken up like 10 minutes earlier. My husband actually went to Captain Cook's, got the Tonga toast and brought it back to the room. So he gets, oh, that's nice. That. <laughs> that's a good hubby. Husband stock up. There we go. <laughs> But the one thing I was really excited about um, from this trip is park hopping. So park hopping is back. It's a modified park hopping, but it felt good to do it. I haven't park hopped in, I guess, close to a year now. Um, so just to let everyone know um, how they're doing park hopping right now. So in order to park hop, you do have to have hopper tickets and so you still make a reservation for the first park that you want to go to, but you only have to make it for the first park. You do not have to make a reservation for your second park. At two o'clock, you can move on to a second park pending availability. There is a phone number that you can call really easy. There's a recorded message that will tell you which parks are open for hopping. And if anyone wants to write down that number, it is 407-560-5000. And maybe we can put that on our um, pages too, on our socials. That number will give you a recorded message telling you which parks are available for hopping. So luckily the day that we were there, all four parks were open for, for hopping, which was great. Um, one thing to remember about hopping to Hollywood Studios. Um, if you're going to try to ride Rise of the Resistance, you have to have a park reservation for that day. So in other words, Hollywood Studios has to be your first park with a reservation if you want to try for a boarding pass to ride it. And luckily we did get on, I was so happy. We did not get on Rise for our last trip, but we did this time. So my Star Wars loving kiddo was happy about that one. And your Star Wars picture was really cool that you posted that had that was you. so cool. Yeah, I love that. Using the force, right? <laughs> yes, there's a cool trick. Um, and I, I think I saw this in another Facebook group. One person holds their hand out like they're using the force and the other person just jumps in the air. And so I had my husband hold down, you know how if you hold down your the shutter button on your phone, it takes like a bunch of pictures in a row. So then you just choose the one that you want and it looks really cool. Oh, I thought that was a photo pass picture. You guys did that. So did I. Own? No, we did that it ourselves. Very clever. I might, and we might play around with that at home. I <laughs> did have a little help. Um, there is a Facebook group. I'll have to find the exact name, but it's basically a Disney Photoshop group. I don't know if either one of you are in it, <laughs> but you can... Are you in it, Rachel? I, I'm aware of it. Yeah, I've, I've lurked a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can post pictures there. And if you, and there are people who just love, like they're into it. So I do not know how to Photoshop stuff like that because in the picture, like there's lightning coming out of my kid's hand. Um, and so, and the, they took out the people that were standing in the background. So I posted the picture on this Facebook page and was like, Hey, can anyone take out the pic, the people in the background? 
And so the person was nice enough to take out the people from the background and add the lightning effect. And it turned out really cool. It was really good. I, I, those people, and they do it so fast. You know, the, the request comes up and then 20 minutes later, somebody has exactly what they're asking for or the exact opposite of what they asked for. And those can be pretty funny. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so this week we wanted to get a little rowdy and talk about our unpopular Disney opinions. Uh, you know, we all know the great things about Disney World, but we all have that one thing that everyone raves about that we just don't get or the one thing that everybody mocks and we're totally in love with and we're always kind of like oh but I love that thing <laughs> so this week we're going to put our opinions head to head and see how they come out uh so Rachel we'll go ahead and start with you all right I'm gonna start with probably the one that I debate with the most uh with most of people which is Chef Mickey's I know people love it I know it's super popular pretty much everybody I plan a trip for asked me if they should go to Chef Mickey's I'm just not a fan. I think the food is subpar. I think there's much better character meals and I just wouldn't recommend it, but I know it's popular. So there must be something I'm missing. So Rachel, have you been to breakfast, lunch, and dinner or which meals have you had there? Uh, breakfast. Okay. Cause I was going to say breakfast is actually my favorite. If I was going to pick a meal at Chef Mickey's, I've I'm not saying their food, I agree. Their food is moderate, but it, they have everything. So they have everything, pancakes, waffles, biscuits and gravy, eggs, you know, a fruit bar, cereals, danishes. So that's one reason I like it um, because there's something for everyone, but you're right. If you're a foodie, it's not the best. I, I always ask my clients, you know, how are you with your eating? Are you, can you be a little bit adventurous? And if they can, Tusker House all the way. Uh, that's the thing. Far Tusker better House breakfast. Blows it out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we prefer to go to get like those, you know, the, the Fab Five, although there's not five at uh, Tusker House, <laughs> but we just love it over there. Well, and Topolino's now has the character breakfast. And number one, it's adorable. The characters are all dressed up as artists and they just look really cute. Number two, it's got a rooftop view where you look out onto like Caribbean beach and Hollywood studios and Epcot. And it also has really good food. Like the breakfast options are in my opinion, much better. So I just think there's better options, but I know it's a classic. So. All right, Amber, what's your first one? Okay, guys, don't come at me. Um, <laughs> lounge fly bags and if you guys don't know what those are they're the little like mini backpacks that people wear in the parks I know what they are I have several what were you gonna say uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay so some of them some of them are actually okay like some of them are kind of cute but a lot of them that I see are not cute and I would also say overpriced how much did you pay for yours Rachel I think I paid like in the 75 or 80 range. It was the full price. Yeah. And I but it's a really to... cute one. It's like teal and it has the little characters on it. It looks like a Magic Kingdom and it has like a mini Space Mountain and a mini Mickey Mouse. And it's cute. I don't like the patterned ones. I do like the glittery ones with the, the glittery ones. Yeah. 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 Um, um, do you guys ever go into box lunch at the mall? 
I like that story. Yeah. I do too. And some of their bags I think are really cute just with the theming and they are lounge fly. Um, and they're not always as expensive, but they are kind of with you. (laughs) Rachel, do you use yours out of the parks, like in your everyday life, or do you just use it at Disney? You always Disney because it's a backpack and I can cram more stuff in it. And I don't have that like kink in my neck from doing the, you know, purse with the one strap. Um, mm-hmm. but sometimes at the grocery store, like I'll wear it, but I don't wear it very often when I'm here. It's more of like a Disney special. Yeah, for sure. So, and they I'm, don't look like they hold a lot, but do they? It holds more than my normal purses do. Like I can fit a couple bottles of water in there, my wallet, some snacks, you know, I feel like I can get That's some good. decent punch out of it. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to differ with you on that. We'll have a difference <laughs> of opinion. I think they're cute. <laughs> so I I've been debating, should I save this for my last one or my first one, but I'm going to go ahead and say it first. And this, this is an opinion I only formed this year. Um, the parades are not worth the weight and the crowds that they attract. I, I want the cavalcades to stay. Agreed. I like that they're unplanned. I like that they only last about five minutes. Um, and I think that the, and maybe it's just because the crowds are lower, but the character interaction from the cavalcades, I'm not a big fan of character meet and greets either. I, Mm -hmm. I, they're not worth standing in line for me. Um, and so I, I like the character interaction that they've been doing with the cavalcades and it's just a lot more than just waving at the kids. So I, I kind of want the cavalcades to stay that the parades can bring back the dragon and that's it for me. Okay. So I, I agree with you about the spontaneity. I like that a lot too. And that people aren't just camping out for an hour waiting for the parade, but I do miss some of the floats like the Rapunzel float. Is it Rapunzel? No, it's the um, Peter Pan float. It's like a rainbow and it has hook on it. Like those are just really cool floats. I wish they would bring some of those more elaborate floats back. I do like the Rapunzel one where they're swinging back and forth. That's it. That's a cool, yes. And of course the dragon. That's awesome. But yeah, that, that's, that's my first one. I, the, the cavalcades just, just let them stay and maybe rotate through some of the bigger, um, floats. Cause you are right. That's a, that's a good point, Rachel. Yeah. Just split those guys up and send them out. All right, Rachel, what's your next one? Uh, where does, let me see here. I'm going to go with another unpopular opinion, which is the snow white mine train. And it's, I think it's cute. I definitely will ride it if the wait is like less than an hour, but I am not waiting two hours to ride the Snow White Mine Train or whatever crazy wait it is. I just don't think it's worth it. Um, there's a, I think there's better options in Magic Kingdom for, you know, how long you sometimes have to wait for that one. I'm with you. Um, I, there's only one ride on property that I would ever wait two hours for, and it's not at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm not waiting two hours for anything. Um, and the germaphobe in me, like, I know that those little gemmy things that kids can play with while they're waiting in line are kind of cute, but I also just look at them and think germ factory. So like <laughs> when I'm waiting in line, I can't stop watching all those kids like playing with it and just thinking, Oh, gross. I don't, they're not doing that right now with COVID, but before pre pre COVID. 
So It'll during be back. normal times, do you use a fast pass? Do you use up one of your fast passes for mine train? I do. Because if we're going to ride it, that's pretty much the only way we will ever ride it. Yeah. That's usually one of our three also. Mm -hmm. Same with us, unless we do rope drop, which sometimes the Magic Kingdom rope drops are too early. <laughs> we'll we'll just... If I'm, I'm going to ride that one, I do like to ride it at night. I think it's fun at night. So that's one that I might have like a later fast pass for if I go that route. I really like coming down that hill. It's not it's not as cool as Splash Mountain, but um, it's a pretty good view of the back of the castle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I don't dislike it. I just don't think it's like as, you know, rah, rah, rah as maybe other people think. Yeah, maybe because it's, is it the newest ride at Magic Kingdom? There hasn't been any. I think it is. It just seems mm -hmm. overhyped, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah I think, I think, Maybe because it's a lot of people haven't ridden it. Maybe not right now, but maybe last year, the year before, it still had that newness thing and a bunch of people were just trying to ride it because of that. I will say, check back with me in two years about what rides I'll wait it two hours for because watching <laughs> the Tron videos from Shanghai, I will wait two hours for that. <laughs> yeah, that looks awesome. Yeah, I took some video of that when you just reminded me I should post it of the current progress. Um, because when you're on the speedway cars, you get a really nice mm -hmm. look at the Tron progress. That's my daughter kept begging me to ride when we were there in November. And I'm like, yeah, because I want to see how Tron's going. That's the only reason <laughs> I want to get into this car with you as the person steering. <laughs> Amber, what's your next one? All right. I do not understand why everyone loves Stitch. I see the stuffed animals everywhere. I know he's at Ohana sometimes for their breakfast and everyone wants to get their pick. Like he's annoying to me and I don't know why everyone loves him. I So I wear scrubs for work and I have five Disney scrub tops for each day of the week and I have two stitch tops and I get so <laughs> many comments on those tops and I really just bought them because you know they were at Walmart they were the Disney scrubs and that was really it um, but I really do like the meme I identify a lot with the stitch meme that says for someone of your height your badness level is pretty high or something like that <laughs> so I, I do <laughs> I do identify with that but yeah, I'm kind of, I like Stitch. That's good. Now that I've personally offended both of my co-hosts, we're <laughs> even now. Keep it up, Amber, and see where this goes. Okay. <laughs> so like I said on my personal page, there is something I would physically fight people for. Stitch is not one of them. I don't, I don't have strong feelings about Stitch. I personally don't care for the movie very much. I don't think it's that good of a Disney movie. But my kids really are drawn to Stitch. Like, grow up. As they've been growing up, he's always been their favorite character and they get a big kick out of him. So I think I like him just for that reason, but I can take him or leave him. Yeah. So did you guys know, um, just a little fun um, mid-episode trivia, originally there's, um, there's a fight in the air and originally that was happening in a city but it was 2001 
And so after 9-11, they went back and changed it so that it was just over the islands in Hawaii. Oh, that. Yeah, they were, um, they, it was in post-production um, in 2001, right after September 11th. And so they changed it from a city fight to just being like out over the island in the water. Hmm. Yeah, just a little not so fun trivia. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I, I guess I'm just gonna, uh, no, I'll save the big guns for my last one. Um, <laughs> okay, for me, Dole Whip is only worth it if there's something on top of it, like rum. <laughs> um, but don't skip going to the counter. The specials that they have are always far better. Um, the the Kokomora float that they had, I wish that they would bring that. I, I, I wish that would be just a full-time offering at, um, I think that one was at Aloha Isle. Um, and it was the Moana themed one. You got a little cake pop with it, but that was so good. And and part of this is there's a an ice cream drive-through 10 minutes away from us that has Dole Whips. So I can mm. literally get them anytime I want to. I don't really care for them that much. Um, but I do stop at the counter to see what the specials are. Okay. Have you had the, um, Dole Whip on top of the pineapple upside down cake? No, they don't have it right now, but pre COVID they had it and it was really good. And I'm with you. Like it needs to have something attractive with it. I'm a citrus swirl girl all day over Dole Whip. So Mm -hmm. I kind of agree with you on this one, Stephanie. I like the Dole Whip floats, the one with the vanilla ice cream with the pineapple juice. That Those are good. Yeah. Uh, Rachel, I think I'm going to um, maybe make some mini pineapple upside down cakes and then run over to that ice cream place and put some Dole Whip on top of it. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's a good combo. I will say it is a nice um, low calorie, low fat treat, but. I mean, you're only an hour from me. So just let me know what day you're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I just think just go to Animal Kingdom and get some rum on top of it and then <laughs> then the Dole Whip is it's elevated <laughs> um all right why don't we do one more so Rachel what's your last one all right so I think my last one is going to be kind of a positive one and I'm going to go ahead and say that I think that Epcot is an all-day park. I hear people lately say like, oh, there's so much construction going on there. Or I don't know if my, you know, family with younger kids will like to go there. I think you can definitely spend a whole day at Epcot between the various attractions they have, the, um, some of the shows, some of the exhibits that are in the different countries between the food. And then also they have that, they always have like a hide and seek game going on where you're kind of, you buy a map and then you go through each country and you can do a scavenger hunt. And at the end you win a prize between all of that stuff. There is plenty to do to keep you busy at Epcot. And I think it's worth it. I, I love it. We, if, if it's a longer trip for us, it's two days at Epcot. Cause there's usually always a festival going on um, where you get to try lots of different food. And I, I try to like teach my kids something at each, mm-hmm. at each pavilion, just, you know, cause we don't necessarily have the budget to travel the world, but we can learn from, you know, different pavilions that were designed 
with people from those countries. So yeah, I agree with you, Rachel. Cool. Amber, what do you think? I agree with you also. Um, with all the things that are in the the front area plus the countries, if you really take your time through the countries, which I will say being a mom of littles, it's kind of harder to take your time in the countries mm -hmm. because your kids, my kids at least, do not want to sit there with me as I'm like meandering through the different stores, doing window shopping, but you could totally do that. And, you know, you see the bachelorette parties with their little shirts on, they're drinking around <laughs> the countries, drinking around the world. Um, so that's always fun. Um, my kids, some of their favorite rides are at Epcot. My daughter loves Test Track. Um, we just rode it for the first time last trip. Um, I think she just now is tall enough and she's a little thrill seeker. So she loves Test Track. She loves Soren. Um, so yeah, and my son is into animals. So he'll actually go up and talk to the cast members that are in the aquarium area of um, Nemo and all that. So yeah, and it's like, it's not just the rides. There's a lot more to experience besides just the rides because it's true. There yeah. may not be as many rides there as the other parks, but there are other things to do there if you take the time. Well, and I just think as a grown up, it's like a very enjoyable park. And I, and I know what you mean, Amber, like sometimes with the kids going through the countries, but I swear by that scavenger hunt map, like we get it. We've gotten it pretty much every time we go since my kids have been younger and it eats up a lot of time because they have to find whatever character is hiding out in France. And then you go to England and look for the character there and, you know, you yeah. go through the whole thing. They have to look and while they're looking, you can eat and drink or shop or whatever. It's pretty clever on uh, Disney's part. Yeah, I love it's it. It's worth the $5. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Um, I always, I always forget about the aquarium until we're, mm. you know, heading over to Nemo and getting ready to get off. And there's a pretty big aquarium, just about an hour and a half from where I live. And the aquarium that you just happen to be dropped off in after a ride rivals the entire aquarium down in Newport, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you know, you literally get off the ride and there it is. Uh, people will probably come at me for that hot take that the Newport <laughs> Aquarium is about the same as the Epcot Aquarium, but it's fine. I can handle it. Hey, I've been to that aquarium too, and I agree with you, Stephanie. So they can come to both of us. <laughs> Although Disney does not have a, a bridge where you can walk over sharks. So yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Disney, if you're listening, get on it. Um, all right, Amber, what's your last one? All right, here's what I'm going to say. Every time I see the line for the Winnie the Pooh ride, it's stretched out into the walkway. When I look on the app, it's a long line. I don't understand why. It's not that fun of a ride, you guys. <gasps> no, I... Plus, you get like a headache because it jars you because Tigger thinks it's a good idea to bounce your ride no, vehicle. No, 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 no. No, I love it. <laughs> It's, I love it too. It's one of my favorites. And so don't you guys, this was one of the ones that I was considering and it is a positive one. So I'm going to say it now because I'm saving the big one for last, but um, for what I like about Winnie the Pooh is it, it really showcases theme versus amusement. And 
that's why I like, I think the theming of that ride is just so cute. You're inside the book, you're being read to, and you get to experience it. And oh my gosh, the song, will we'll, we sing the song all day. The Heffalumps and Woozles. Okay, <laughs> and next the, and the rain. to write, next time I need to write a doctoral thesis on theme versus amusement, <laughs> I will ride Winnie the Pooh. But until that time, if I just... <laughs> There are better rides to spend your day with is all well, I'm saying. And that's, that's kind of where, um, especially being from Ohio, we've got Cedar Point and Kings Island. I'll tell people Disney is not an amusement park. You're not necessarily there for the thrill rides. You're there for the theming to be, you know, transported and, you know, that's you get true. to be in the castle. You get to, you know, soar in let's be honest, you're sitting down and there's a fan blowing on your face, but <laughs> the theme of it all. So uh, Winnie the Pooh, I think is a perfect example of that. I okay, do I... like the, um, at the beginning where you see Mr. Toad handing the deed over to Winnie the Pooh. That is pretty cool. I think. I think some of these rides, like yeah, they're not necessarily the best ride or the most exciting ride, but you have kind of an emotional connection to them based on what you were experiencing when you wrote it at that time, or like who, what your kids thought about it when they wrote it for the first time. And I'll never forget, like my son was obsessed with Tigger and we took him on it when he was two and a half. And it was literally the highlight of the whole trip. So I just think mm -hmm. I have that weird, like emotional connection to it from that. I don't know if I didn't have that, if I would think as highly of it, but I think it's really cute. Yeah, um, I guess maybe you're right because I never really was into Winnie the Pooh as a kid mm -hmm. and my own kids aren't really that into it. But fun fact, I went to summer camp once with A.A. A. Milne's granddaughter, the author. Mm. Oh, no kidding. You're yeah. fancy. <laughs> Did and she I just said, wear Winnie the Pooh stuff like every day? No, she didn't. <laughs> She was probably tired of it, to be honest. It's tired of everyone making a big deal about it. <laughs> probably. All right. So my last one. If you're not a Star Wars fan, you can skip Rise of the Resistance. I didn't care for it. <gasps> it was too busy for me. There was just so much going on. I couldn't, I, I couldn't. I, did, I had no idea what was going on. I'm here. And then all of a sudden I'm there. And ugh, I don't want to spoil a ride for people who haven't been on it, but it was, it was too busy. Uh, okay, but from like a technology standpoint, you didn't think it was really cool. How many moving parts there were in it? That, that is cool. But I also get really excited about the Winnie the Pooh ride. So I'm easy to please. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I was excited. I don't know. I think it was just so hyped up and maybe if I do get around, like I said, I was going to, um, maybe if I do get around to watching some of the star Wars movies, I would appreciate it more, but mm. nah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again. I would go over to slinky dog and let the rest of the family do that. I'm going to say, if you're not a star Wars fan, maybe write it once, but yeah. then if you're not, you could skip it after that. Maybe write it once just to see what the all the hoopla is and then pass it. Yeah. I think everybody, yeah, I agree. I think everybody needs to write it once because I think even if you're not a Star Wars fan, there's something to appreciate by how complex it is. And 
how difficult it probably was to just put all that together. I, I think there's an appreciation for that that maybe some people can get into. And I do, I do appreciate all of the moving parts and how how they're keeping that all going while bringing on new people. And so that I appreciate. And, and it, it reminded me um, just the appreciation of all the different moving parts. It made me think of um, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey or mm. the one that's in the castle over at Universal. Um, yeah. I rode that four times in one weekend. That one was a good ride. <laughs> but I also, I mean, like, Harry Potter is life. So um, I guess I'm biased, but yeah, the rise of the- okay. Watch the movies and let's revisit this at a future date. <laughs> okay. Oh, have you guys started watching WandaVision? Yes. I have not. Okay. I love it. I love the retro feel of it. I My love husband's it too. not sold. He's not sold at all. I think stylistically, it's just so cool. And it reminds me, like that first episode reminded me so much of Bewitched, which I actually did watch when I was younger. So yeah. I thought it really, really cute. And I, there's so many teasers as to what's going to happen. I, I'll just be really curious to see where they take it. And see, it fits because our opinions right now are probably unpopular with some of the Marvel crowd. <laughs> Do you well, guys know where it's going to the gonna... theme of the evening. <laughs> yes. Should we ask people what their unpopular opinions are? I'd be curious about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Facebook post. Yeah. Yeah, for, definitely. That I think that would be a lot of fun. And it would be fun to see the different debates. Keep it friendly. Be nice. Be kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last week for trivia, um, Amber, do you want to remind our listeners what the question was? Sure. So if you guys remember, remember last week, we had a friend of Belle. So our trivia question in honor of her was how many eggs does Gaston eat each morning to help him stay strong? And so the answer was five dozen eggs. So great job to Kat, Jennifer, and at Noah AP23. Very good for getting that question right. And there was also an extra credit um, opportunity. I feel like I'm being a teacher right now because I'm like, great <laughs> job, guys. Um, and there was the extra credit question, what was the name of Beast's footstool? And the footstool's name was Sultan. So in the, um, our friends who got that part of the question right were Ashley, Jen, and again, Noah AP23. And I love also, Michelle said, the real question is how many of you sang the answer, which was great because I definitely sang it in my head. Yeah, you have to. Um, I had some people answer on my personal page. So Emily, um, she got the five dozen eggs. My sister, she got how many he ate when he was a child. So that was wrong, Sarah. We need some sound effects in this podcast. We'll that in. <laughs> All right. So this week, um, we are actually recording the night before the inauguration. So in honor of inauguration day, which presidents have visited the Disney parks? Uh, that's both coasts, uh, Disneyland opening in 1955, Walt Disney World opening in 1971. And then um, bonus points, extra credit, if you can name which presidents visited while they were actively serving in the White House as president. Stephanie, clarification. Oh, go, go ahead, Rachel. So they would have visited both Disney parks or they need to have visited one of them? Either either one either okay cool yeah i um 
it was it was pretty neat to read some of the stories about which presidents have been there, you know, what they like to do, where they stay. Cool. I don't know, guys. I went to the Hall of Presidents and I saw all forty five of them in there. So I think that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. that's kind of a cheater answer. <laughs> They're all there. <laughs> Wait, what weird thing did I read about the Hall of Presidents that they were going to do? Is there some rumor going around about what they're doing to change that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I haven't heard anything. No. All right. I'm going to Google it. I haven't heard that. I I, I don't remember what it was. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to the Fairy Pod Mothers. We are happy to be your one-stop shop for talk and tips for Disney, Universal, and beyond. Please join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. Let us know what your unpopular opinions are. Uh, Amber, Rachel, and Stephanie are travel professionals with Main Street and More Travel, a no-fee Disney earmarked agency. Please reach out to us on Facebook for a free quote. Uh, Please rate, review, and tell your friends, and we'll see you soon.